The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we get a preview of an upcoming session at ShishMed Connections 2022 in Washington, D.C., coming up in September as we talk about content and driving consumer engagement via a digital content hub and how to take the goodwill earned over the pandemic and parlay that into consumer success today. Are you interested in that? Of course you are. So let's get down to business with Amy Stevens of Tidelands Health. She is our guest on the ShishMed podcast. So let's get to it right now. This is the ShishMed podcast, rapid insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, and public relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth. In this episode, we talk with Amy Stevens, Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Tidelands Health. Amy is presenting at this year's ShishMed Connections in-person annual conference, September 11th through the 14th in the Washington, D.C. area. Hope to see you there. Her session is titled, Content is King, Long Live the King, Driving Consumer Engagement via a Digital Content Hub. And we're going to get a preview of that today. But first, Amy, welcome to the ShishMed Podcast. As you know, we start every episode of the ShishMed Podcast with rapid insights. One quick tip someone can use to make their marketing communications better today. Amy, give us your rapid insight. Thank you for the opportunity to share. So my rapid insight, I once heard somebody say, the shortest distance between two people is a story. And I have built my career on that. I think that as long as we as marketers remember that storytelling is the fundamental building block of what we do, that we can't go wrong. The shortest distance between two people is a story. That's right. I love that. Thank you so much for that rapid insight, Amy. That is fantastic. I love story as well. That is so good. So we're looking forward to hearing your story on how content is king coming up at ShishMed Connections in September. So you certainly know the saying, us marketers, we say it all the time, content is king. And that was especially true during the COVID-19 pandemic. Amy, can you explain to us why content took such an important role and why that is true. Why is content king? Well, I think as we all experienced, you know, we weren't just healthcare providers in the pandemic. We were ordinary people living this unprecedented time. And I think we all experienced there was an overload of information and misinformation. And so it's hard to remember now, but if you think back to those early days of the pandemic, we didn't know what we didn't know and everything was scary and the information was changing so rapidly that it was hard to trust anything. And so I think that heightened the fear and the confusion among people. I know it did in our family. And so I think that's why there was such an opportunity for health systems and hospitals to really step into that void and say, we're a trusted source for you and produce content that was trusted, accurate, reliable, and most importantly, coming from somebody that you know. I mean, you may or may not believe the expert that you see on CNN, but you're probably going to believe your family doctor. And so I think that's why it was such an opportunity for our organizations and really an obligation for our organizations to step into that void and say, let us be a voice of sanity here. Let us tell you what we do know, what we don't know, and give that to you in a way that you can trust and rely on and make decisions for you and your family. 
yeah, there was an opportunity to really become the trusted, accurate, reliable source, as you say, and step into that void, if you will, or the voice of sanity, as you put it, coming from your local family physician, the people that you really trust, delivering that useful information. And that did become an opportunity for hospitals and health systems And they used it as a point of differentiation and as a point of engagement. Can you expound on that? Sure. It seems weird to to think of it that way, doesn't it, that the pandemic presented opportunities, but it absolutely did. I think we've all heard that old saying, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. And that's what we did here. You know, we said there's value that we can provide to our community and also build value for our organization by stepping into that void that existed. And so, as it always is in marketing, you know, it was about understanding what our customers needed. I think sometimes we're all guilty of the internal pressures of what our organization wants the customer to need. And it may be that we think one thing and what we really wish they they wanted was that one thing, but we do our best and we provide the most value when we stop and listen and say, okay, here's what the customer is telling us. I mean, I think we've all seen the Venn diagram. Here's my perspective and here's your perspective and here's the part in the middle that overlaps. That's what the opportunity has been for healthcare organizations is to say there's a real community need here for trusted information and it's a real opportunity for us to create a level of engagement and trust with our community that is really unprecedented. We really was stepping into that and leaning heavily into it and saying, you know, we are going to go out and be that trusted source and just do it over and over and over. It's not once or twice, but it's just repeated hundreds of touches of, of content and information so that you create a meaningful relationship. I mean, that's what engagement is. It's saying, I am providing something that matters and something that is a value to this customer. And so the customer is choosing to engage with me. And I think that's where the opportunity was and is. Absolutely. I love how you said we provide the most value when we stop and listen. I think that's so right. So if you're hearing the needs of the community, then you're responding to what they're looking for, the solutions to their problem, the information they're looking for when you stop and listen, and then you're able to achieve that level of engagement and trust. I love how you use the word trust in that sentence and how you define engagement as a meaningful relationship. So I think that's so good that sometimes we overlook that as marketers. So when it comes to that level of engagement and trust as we emerge from the pandemic, what is uh, your organization's consumer engagement strategy at Tidelands? First and foremost, we don't want to lose ground. I think it's a very real phenomenon right now that we're all living and experiencing that everybody is tired. Every marketer in the world is tired. Lord knows every healthcare provider in the country is tired. And so you want to just sort of stop and take a breath and say, okay, well, we don't have to work quite as hard as we have for the past two years, but that would be a mistake. We have established this relationship, this value. We're engaged with our community now, but we don't get to just rest on our laurels of that. And so our strategy is making sure that we continue to do what we've done throughout, which again, starts with listening. And so what does our community want to know from us? How do we meet that need? And this isn't anything that most marketers don't already know and do, but you know, a perfect example would be the infant formula situation and the shortage. That's a real pressing issue for 
for a lot of people in our country with fears about feeding their children. And so, again, saying here's an opportunity for us to step in as an expert, provide content and information of value to our customer that allows us not to lose the ground that we gained, that we just continue to say, yes, we're still here. We were here for you in COVID. We're here for you now. We're going to continue to be that trusted source for whatever your health and wellness needs are for you and your family. Right. So you mentioned again, step one, make sure you're listening and providing what they want. How do you listen to your community? How do you know exactly where you need to go to give them what they want? Well, I think we have no shortage of listening tools and opportunities now, and it's a wonderful asset for us as marketers today that maybe didn't exist years ago. But we get tremendous feedback through social media, for instance. We do the traditional things. You know, we survey customers. We survey our community. But I think probably some of the most timely and meaningful feedback comes through those less formal channels. What are people talking about? What are those conversations that are happening? And social gives us a window into that community level of conversation that maybe we wouldn't have had before. It's not just saying we're going to create content and we're going to push it out there. It's saying we're going to be part of the online conversation. And being part of that conversation, again, means listening. We consider it most successful when we share content that causes our customers to engage not just with us, but with each other. And that's because we're sharing something that's relevant and timely and matters in their lives. And so it's wonderful for us when we see whole conversations taking place in in the digital space that our content may have spurred because that is sticky. It has that stickiness that we're all shooting for. Right. Well, I like to say people pay attention to you when you offer solutions to their problems because they're actively searching for something. They're looking for information, as you said. They're looking to learn something. When you have that solution to their problem or you have that answer to their question, that's when they really start to pay attention to you. And you can really drive that engagement and trust. So you mentioned digital. How are you leveraging digital content to drive engagement? Our digital content hub is the foundation of our marketing and communications program. We look at that digital ecosystem and say, how can we populate that? How can we create content that works for this platform and that platform? And those are, as you know, we're not going to be the same. It's not enough to say, well, I'm going to write 12 inches of copy and send that out as a press release because that worked a while ago. It doesn't work now. Now it's got to be, we're going to have copy for this format. We're going to have video here. We're going to have a podcast here. We're going to have Facebook Live here. It's using all of the channels and customizing to them. That's really, really important because one size doesn't fit all in that digital landscape. I like how you call it a digital content hub. Yes. That's good. I also like how you say we're populating the digital ecosystem. It's like we're planting little pieces of content everywhere and they're sprouting up everywhere. I love it. So as we, again, moving out of the pandemic, thankfully, as we're emerging from this, what are you doing at Tidelands now to build upon the trust that you've fostered over the past couple of years? How are you taking all of this goodwill? What are you doing with it moving forward? Well, we're going to continue to, again, we're going to continue to listen, and we're going to build upon that success. We're using tools now that we weren't using pre-pandemic. We're using digital platforms we weren't using pre-pandemic, and so that means that our 
marketing toolbox, that's my highly technical term for it, you know, our marketing toolbox has expanded. And so it's looking for each opportunity that presents itself, saying, how do we create a custom way to push this information out in a way that matters? And part of that, too, I mean, I think one of the things that sometimes we're very good when we think in a traditional marketing mindset of we know not to go and market a service line that has a six-month wait. They taught us that back in Marketing 101. We know not to do that. But I think sometimes we forget some of that on the content side. And so if we have an opportunity to produce content about some relevant GI issue, for instance, and we're going to use our most trusted doctor because he's great and that's who we would always turn to and he's well-spoken, but he's got a six-month wait. So I think that's a real opportunity and a challenge for us as we think about going forward in this sort of content-forward way is apply the same principles that you apply to the rest of your marketing decisions. Use your experts. The experts are the foundation of a content program. That's our secret sauce. That's what we have that nobody else can offer. We are the trusted local doctors, the trusted local nurses. So use them, leverage them, but think about using them strategically so that you're not creating this sense of trust and engagement and, my gosh, I wish he were my doctor or I wish she were my doctor. So it seems like a simple thing, but for some reason, I think we'd lose sight of that because we draw this line in our minds traditionally, that marketing sits on this side and communication sits on this side, and we sometimes don't think about the communications program through the marketing lens. So that's something that we really try to be mindful of is making sure that we're applying those same tests and the same thresholds on the content side just as clearly as we would on the marketing side. Yeah, I think you make a great point about people making the difference. I think you call it the, the secret sauce is your doctor's. So if you think about it, each of us on our own healthcare systems, we all have the same MRI machines. We all have the same tables. We have the same sutures. We have the same bandages, right? The equipment is kind of the same. The difference is the people. That's right. The difference is the people that are providing that care, the people that you're meeting, the people that are taking care of you. So I love how you said the secret sauce is basically it's our physicians and our doctors and how you need to use them strategically. And I think that is a good point. I think sometimes that does uh, get lost. Well, this has really been an informative conversation, Amy. Is there anything you want to add at all about digital engagement and driving this great consumer bond and trust? I think many organizations are already on this journey. And if you are, I hope that you find it as rewarding as we do. If you're not on this journey, what are you waiting on? Get started. You don't have to be huge. I mean, we're not huge. We're a small community health system. And so there are creative ways to establish a content strategy and to do that within the budget that you have to work with. It doesn't have to be Cleveland Clinic to be able to do this. They do an outstanding version of it, but you don't have to be them to do it. You know, you can find a way to right-size this for your organization and your community. Yeah, great point. Right-size it for your particular local community. That all makes sense. Well, Amy, thank you so much for talking to us about how content is king and driving that consumer behavior and uh, a level of engagement and trust. It's really good stuff. And we look forward to the session. And you're going to go into all this stuff in depth in your session, correct? 
that's the plan. I hope to have lots of people join me. I promise you it's going to be a transparent look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it took to build our content hub and hopefully share some of our wins and some of our stumbles so that wherever you are in your content journey that you can learn from some of our good and our bad and build something that's great for your community. Because this is, again, one of the things we like to say around here at Tidelands Health is quality is assumed. Just people assume cars are going to drive and work appropriately. People assume that healthcare and hospitals are going to take good care of them. That's not where we differentiate ourselves. We differentiate ourselves on this, on providing value, providing something that's relevant and meaningful to people and filling a gap in their lives. Yeah, that's uh, another great point. Quality is assumed, so you really got to go above that, right? I love how you say that's how you differentiate yourself. And in the session, I'm sure you're going to bring a bunch of examples and all kinds of things, and you're really going to dive deep into what we just basically touched on today. Yes, absolutely. What I'm struggling with now is how to, to shorten it all into the length <laughs> that I've got because because this is a great topic and I'm really passionate about it and, and I think it's so powerful. And so I've been coming to Shishmed for a very long time and so I hope that I know and understand what makes a valuable session for participants and I'm going to try really hard to give you something that's meaningful, something that's actionable that, that you can leave and say, well, that was an hour well spent of my time. Absolutely. And we know you will, Amy. Looking forward to it. And thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And once again, that's Amy Stevens and registration for this year's ShishMed Connections in-person annual conference held in Washington, D.C. is now open. Visit ShishMed, that's S-H-S-M-D dot org slash connections to learn more and get yourself registered. Certainly hope to see you there. And if you go, and I know you're going to go, make sure you stop by and say hi. I'll be there. And if you found this podcast helpful... And again, how could you not with great guests like Amy Stevens? Please make sure you share it on all of your social channels and please hit the subscribe or follow button to get every episode. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth. See you. See you.